Welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Maxine. And I'm Alice. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the basics of career astrology. This is something we get asked about a lot, so we're excited to shed some light onto this topic for you guys. We'll be looking at what careers and callings are best suited for you based on your unique birth chart. Yeah, so we're mainly going to be looking at indicators for career in your birth chart, not really like um, upcoming transit so much, more like what calling is best suited for you based on your individual chart. And then we'll also be sharing some personal life examples from our own career paths, and we'll end with a Q&A on career-related astrology questions that a few people have sent in. Yeah. And so whether you're looking to shake things up in your career that you're in now or you don't even know where to begin, we'll be diving into this and giving you greater clarity. So I really think you'll find it useful. Also, we wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's already joined our Patreon. If you haven't already done so and you're interested, you can click the link in this episode's show notes to learn more. Yes, so for $5 a month, you get immediate access to a bonus horoscope episode for the month ahead, specifically um, planned out for your rising sign. So if you want to know what March looks like for your rising sign, definitely recommend that one. And then we're also really excited about the top tier of our Patreon. So for $25 a month, um, you'll get to join a full moon and Libra workshop later this month. The full moon and Libra is on the 28th. So just make sure to sign up for the before then and you can join us for a full moon um, get together. And we, we just really want to connect with you guys more and let you guys also connect with other people who are interested in astrology as well. Yes, it's so what we wanted when we first got started too. So we hope you can join us. And now let's get into the transits for this week of, it's March 7th, and then we'll dive into career astrology. Yeah, so this week, the main event and pretty much like the only major event going on um, is the new moon in Pisces on March 13th. This is going to be really, really early um, if you're on the east coast of the U.S., really early in the morning on the 13th. So you may want to set your intentions the night of the 12th because that's probably probably when you're going to feel the new moon the most intensely. Um, but basically with this new moon in Pisces, um, Pisces is like a very emotional, sensitive, intuitive, kind of like dreamlike and creative sign. So this could be a great start to getting new creative projects off the ground or just like working to understand your inner self and your emotional self better. Um, the new moon will also have Venus and Neptune and Pisces conjoined along with it. So I feel like this could be a great new start with relationships and friendships and also just being like way more compassionate towards people and like open to sharing your feelings and yeah just more emotionally open time yeah and also doing that for yourself like being compassionate toward yourself as well and also if you're curious about knowing like what specifically is like what specifically this new moon in Pisces means for your specific rising sign again you can go to patreon and listen to that episode that we have for the forecast of the month ahead and it shares like more light on the specifics um yeah so go check that out if you're curious to learn more and honestly I feel like there are a lot of prompts in that episode too that you could self-reflect on during this time that would be super super helpful um and basically going back to like what the new moon will bring um new moon is kind of the start 
of a fresh month in astrology. So with the new moon, you want to set intentions related to how you want the next four weeks of your life to go. Like, what do you want to put energy into? And I feel like knowing where it falls in your house, in your birth chart, will kind of tell where that new start will be located. Um, so whatever pops up in the next few days, like surrounding that new moon. So next, this coming weekend, um, of the 12th, 13th, 14th, those few days surrounding it and kind of coming off of the new moon, moving forward, any new projects, new relationships that enter your life could prove to be important over the coming four week period. And also because this new moon will be happening after we've already been experiencing Pisces season for quite a while, you already are kind of familiar with these themes of like spirituality and creativity, all that Alice had mentioned. So now is a great time to reflect on that and set intentions going forward. Maybe there's an aspect that you'd like to dive more into or a different kind of different goals that you want to set to learn more about some area of your life or invest more time in that. So it's a great time to plan that out. Yeah. And since we, since this whole episode is on career related astrology, I guess it would be fun to like touch upon what rising signs are getting the career energy with this new moon. And that would be Gemini rising, Aquarius rising and Libra rising. So if you fall under any of those, this is a great time to set work and career related intentions. So you may want to look or listen more closely to this episode. Mm, yes. And also Pis- this Pisces new moon, I feel like it's a Friday night. So you'd think people would want to hang out with people, but it's going to be such an introspective mood for the weekend. True, true. I wonder how that's going to play out. <laughs> like I'm already very introverted. So like that's just a given, but I feel like this is really a time with new moons to go within, whereas full moons are more extroverted and especially so with Pisces, Pisces new moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't be making any major plans with friends. Um, yeah, so I guess let's just jump right in to our topic. Um, so first, we kind of wanted to start with going over the work-specific houses in your birth chart, which are the 2nd, the 6th, and the 10th. So when you think about the second house of your birth chart, that's very much about um, your feelings surrounding money, what you value, and kind of like what skills you think you bring to the table at work. So with a lot of second house emphasis in your chart, you're probably going to want to work for yourself or you're very much like focused on what you bring to the table and how you can have control over your own work projects. Um, What would you add to that, Maxine? Yeah, I feel like it definitely speaks to your earning power and like how you want to make money for yourself or that's a huge focus in your career. Like you go to work because you want to make money. Like that is what really motivates you. Yeah, financial security is a motivator. That's very true. Yes, huge. And then it also I feel like shows what activities and products might be more lucrative for you, like what might be an income source. You can get keys from that based on the sign and aspects and such. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas the sixth house is more about the work you're doing for other people and how you're being of service to others. And also it kind of reflects like the day-to-day activities you're doing at your job, not so much like long-term career success, but like how are you doing tasks in the immediate like here and now and how are you refining your skills at work? Mm, Yeah, I, I actually read something that was interesting once that talked about how the sixth house used to be when birth charts were only available they were super expensive so like royalty would have it or really wealthy people 
And it used to be just how those people treated servants. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's the house of servants. too. Yeah. So like at work, maybe if you are in some position of leadership, it also gives you insight into how you treat the people who work like your employees and like how you relate with your employer. And also I feel like if you have a lot of six house planets or that's a huge house emphasizing your chart, um, you probably like to have a job where there's like you're working under other people or you feel like you're giving back to others somehow. You work in a service industry. Um, maybe not that's not that's like literal service, but like um yeah. I don't know, working closely. Like being being helpful and like like you're needed towards people. Yes, like this speaks to me so much because I have a stellium in the sixth house. And so it's like a need to actually be one on one and interfacing with people, like seeing how the work you're doing is actually being useful and practical to people. Mm -hmm. Whereas the 10th is the kind of that's the major like career focus house. So I feel like we're going to really hone in on the 10th house in this episode. Um, but the 10th shows like long term career ambitions. Like where do you want to be five to 10 years from now? What's like your career path that makes you feel the most fulfilled? Like what are you working towards? Mm, yeah. And it's like even your public standing, like um, in your profession, what is how do people see you? What's your reputation? Like whereas the opposite house, the fourth house, again, rules the home. This is like everything outside of the home. So your career, your calling, like how you show up in the world. And we use um, whole sign houses. So in I guess in Placidus, the Midheaven line um, is the marker of the 10th house cusp, but in whole sign, the midheaven line could fall in the 10th or it could fall in the 9th or it could fall in the 11th house. So Maxine, do you want to elaborate on like what it could mean in each of those? So the midheaven is the angle of your chart that represents your career and your outward social standing and reputation. So it's um, very important when you're considering what kind of career you want to go into. And um, like Alice said, it's always in a different house in whole sign. So it could be in your 10th house, but it could also be maybe in your 9th or your 11th, just basing based off where it falls um, when you were born. So if you have like a ninth house midheaven, this means that you are like a lifelong learner and I have this. So teaching and learning is gonna be a theme throughout all the jobs that you have. Like that is something that you just kind of naturally fall into. Um, It could also be things like foreign travel, other cultures, law, ethics, spirituality even, or religion. Um, whereas like the 10th house, um, this is what Alice you have. (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah, I have a 10th house MC. Um, I'm still, I guess this is bad of me, but I'm just still confused on what that means for my chart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like in whole sign, it's kind of cool because it, it almost aligns so well with the 10th house. So you probably haven't had to think about it much for that. Um, But it means like you work so hard for your goals and it's very much true to like the Capricorn spirit of like willing to put in so much work and work so hard at something and like doing really well with structure in your job. So you might be motivated to become like an expert in your field or like having some type of power of authority. Like people come to you because they're like, oh, like you just exude this kind of like knowing Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like career, I've always been like very clear on what I want out of my career. And 
there's just like I mean the fact that my midheaven lines in Taurus means that it's like very fixed and I kind of I spend a lot of time working and like strategizing towards what I want at work and it's always like to be I don't know recognize like I don't the motivation behind my job isn't like learning or teaching like yours it's more like how can I get ahead I feel like that's the difference between having that 10th house midheaven versus a ninth house and then if you have an 11th house midheaven it's very much like um groups and like having a following ties into your career sometimes um yeah the ten- the 11th house is such a mixed bag too like <laughs> I feel like it's very like Uranus and that it's such like it could be about community like wanting to have that as an aspect or groups or also like technology innovation some type of a humanitarian aspect like doing something for like a greater cause than yourself mm-hmm. also another 11th house midheaven theme could be collaborating with a friend like teaming up with a friend or multiple friends and groups to do work yeah like that would be something that just naturally like when you're leaning into that your career just kind of propels forward more because you're working with your energies of your birth chart or having your friends kind of um I guess like get you jobs like your friends might come in handy who you know could play like a large role in like how you advance at work in your career Yes. Um, connections, so important. Um, I, f- I forget the word, like social networking. Yeah, yeah. That's like definitely 11th house, midheaven. Yes. So kind of look in your birth chart to see which house it is, and that will play a big part in it. Yeah. And I guess this is tr- this is touching a bit upon transits, but I feel like it's important to note, like even if you have a midheaven in the 11th or 9th, it's still like a very sensitive point of the chart. So when there is a major transit like Jupiter, Uranus, um, Neptune going over the midheaven line, even if it's in the ninth or the 11th, it's still going to affect career matters very much. Yeah, the midheaven is such a sensitive part of your birth chart. And I know we've talked about in previous episodes how your ascendant is like the most critical part of your birth chart. So as transits passing through there, super important midheaven is like number two mm-hmm. and like the midheaven again is very critical that's like knowing the time of birth because that degree of the midheaven changes so quickly mm-hmm. yes exactly so really really important to know that so to tell you a little bit more about what your workhouses mean, like what you can get out of that, obviously talking about the science specifically gives you more information, but we're just kind of going to run through your workhouses, the second, sixth, and 10th based on the element they're in. Yeah. So based on your rising sign, like the second, sixth, and 10th are always going to fall in the same element. So if like, for example, if you have a Capricorn rising your second house is Aquarius, your sixth house is Gemini, and your tenth house is Libra. Like the all your workhouses are going to be an air sign. Um, and then similar, like if you have a Leo rising, you're going to have Virgo second house, Capricorn sixth, Taurus tenth. All your workhouses are going to be Earth. So it's based on like kind of your rising sign and then where, what elements border those three houses of your chart. Yeah, so even if you don't have your birth chart in front of you and you're just like listening to this on the go, think about your rising sign and just the sign directly afterwards, whatever element that is, that is what we're talking about here. That's a really good point, yeah. 
Okay, so the fire houses, if you have your second, sixth, or tenth house in Leo, Sagittarius, or Aries, this applies to you. Um, you're going to be more like really embodying that fire energy when it comes to work. So more adventurous, taking more risks, like really a go-getter and like very independent and almost wanting to be a leader in whatever you do. Like that is really important for you to be able to be the person of like motivating, inspiring other people. Yeah, there. I would say these people are really good at like initiating and doing career stuff that like hasn't been done before kind of like just putting themselves out there and going for it and not really thinking just doing it mm, yes and I, I really like that too because I'm I guess I'm thinking about Leo specifically but it's kind of like you know almost like faking it till you make it or whatever like that saying is because they're you have this ability to kind of perform and with that fire energy just kind of embodying something like as you go and then like that's how you gain traction yeah and then I guess to get more sign specific I guess like with the Sagittarius midheaven um, that would very much be like a career or a calling that involves teaching foreign cultures um, writing and publishing that could probably play a role in your career path um, yeah it's it's crazy because before being a full-time astrologer I was a teacher and so many of my colleagues had Sagittarius midheavens Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Whenever I see that with a client, I'm like, um, do you write or do you want to teach? Like that's the first thing. And if they say no, I'm like, I think you need to look into that a little more. (laughs) I I think you do. (laughs) Um, whereas like a Leo, a Leo midheaven, that's great for acting and like being a performer and being in the spotlight for work. Maybe if you don't have a creative or like a drama, um, a drama themed career, it could be that you're just like, constantly like a spokesperson maybe with your job or like people look up to you it's kind of like having the sun in the 10th house honestly yeah and then like Aries midheaven or 10th house would also bring like a huge focus on wanting to like start things and be a leader and really like getting things going like projects and things like that yeah, I'm thinking both my sister and my dad have Aries midheaven. And my dad, when he was first getting his career off the ground, just like wouldn't take no for an answer. It was just like such like high energy and like go, 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 like working nonstop. And then my sister with that Aries midheaven, like moved to Australia, is like a documentary filmmaker, just like putting herself out there with like a YouTube channel, just like all this kind of like new, new ideas. Oh, I love that. So innovative. That's a big fire, fire element. And then moving on to earth, if you have this in your second, sixth or 10th house, so this is Taurus, Virgo or Capricorn, this requires something totally different than fire energy. This is like within your job, within your career, you need like a theme for that is being practical, being like finding security within your job. Virgo's, um, like for example Virgos are always like have a lot to do with writing or like very analytical yeah I've noticed a Virgo midheaven is like majority of the time they have something with writing and communication involved that gets into like Mercury being the ruler of Virgo though so it's kind of like having like Mercury in the 10th house where communication plays a huge role in career but yeah Virgo it's like or if it isn't writing it's like being very good with numbers and being very analytical and like kind of needing that in their career 
so like lawyers is another example like but it's not just like lawyers and accountants like whatever you do you need to find a great deal of security within your position like you want longevity within your career um but also sometimes you can tend to play it too safe so learning to kind of take risks within your career is going to be a big theme that comes up for you I would say you mentioned lawyers I did readings for I did this reading event for lawyers like for their like (laughs) um I guess after work like social hour or whatever they wanted to have astrology readings majority of them had a Capricorn midheaven and I feel like that's because like Capricorn in the 10th house or like the midheaven line in Capricorn is very much like wanting to go down a career path that they know they'll be in secure in and that they know they'll always have a job in and I feel like being a lawyer is like very much that so accurate and like that brings up another good point especially for Capricorn midheaven or 10th house it's like wanting something where you are constantly like there's almost like they do really well in I don't want to say just corporate jobs, but anything that kind of allows you to be like, okay, I know that I'll get a raise in this many months or when I make X goal that's laid out for me, then I'll get here, you know, like promotions and all of that is very attractive. Yeah. And I guess Taurus might be a little different because Taurus um, midheaven would kind of be a calling that needs to be a little creative. I see that with a lot of people that work in fashion or like the arts, Um, because it's ruled by Venus personally like I started off like I always wanted to work in fashion from age like 12 I was like I'm gonna work at Vogue and that was like very fixed Taurus energy like one track mind with career like I'm gonna do that and I'm not gonna do anything else yes and so that just brings me to such like what you just said I feel like with workhouses and that earth element it's like such tunnel vision till they get to their goal and then like once they get there then they're allowed to like feel into it and be like, ooh, is this like what I had envisioned it would be? So kind of like allowing yourself if you have earth in these workhouses to pause every once in a while on your way to your goal and be like, am I still happy doing what I'm doing? Because they can be so determined that they miss those little cues sometimes of maybe this isn't what I want. And what was interesting is that like I got to that point where I was like, this isn't what I want. And Uranus came up and transited through my 10th house it started its transit of my 10th house in 2018 and it was like totally shook up my career path like now I'm an astrologer and it's only it's only what is it three years into that like eight-year transit yeah that's wild yeah so it's it's kind of like transits this gets a little more complicated but transits through these work (laughs) houses will definitely like shake up what you're doing with work Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. And then let's move on to air, Alice. Yeah. So if you have Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini in your workhouses, um, I feel like with the air signs, it's very much needing like a communication-based work where there's like a lot of variety, especially with like an Aquarius midheaven line. I see people that are really good at a lot of different things, but may not know exactly what they want to do with all of those skills (laughs) yeah yeah I have a Aquarius midheaven and I just feel like it took me a while to really like I have so many different things that I like to do like that's such big air energy in my career and then I like so many different career paths and interests and like all the 
college courses you could take, like so different. Um, but yeah, I think like for me, that was a big lesson where I'm like, okay, to really embody this air energy, a lesson you're learning in your career is to kind of focus that energy on something when it does come around and you notice that's something you really like. And um, with Gemini Midheaven, I would definitely say writing. It's similar to Virgo because both of those are ruled by Mercury. So also with Gemini needing a lot of like kind of fast paced, like needing a fast paced environment at work, like having their hands in a ton of different things all, all the time. I feel like they get easily bored with what is going on if there's not a lot of um, different things at their job. Yeah, like the mental stimulation is so needed for Gemini Rising or Gemini Midheaven, but also just like all of the air Midheavens that I ever see, it's always such a need to like, sometimes you might think, oh, I need to change careers. Like I'm bored of it. But maybe it's just that you need to learn something new in your career. Like there's always different facets of things. So it might be that it's time to move on, but it might also be like expanding in another area and getting kind of like expanding your horizons within the job that you are at. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Libra Midheaven is kind of a little different. Again, it's like going back to needing a creative profession, like fashion. Like I just see that a lot with like Libra, art, fashion, beauty, something like where there's a lot of like surrounded by beautiful stuff at their job. Yeah, because Taurus and Libra are both ruled by the planet Venus. So they kind of have that similar theme. Um, but it's so interesting, too, that I have an Aquarius Midheaven because, like, I started out teaching, which is aligned with that, um, like, in a more traditional way. And then, like, now I'm teaching, but astrology, you know, like, that is what yeah, I do. And you've kept and, that. Yeah, well, I've what, kept that theme. What's interesting is that, like, if you guys know about, if there's anyone here that knows progress charts, like my progress midheaven has moved from Taurus to Gemini recently. And it's kind of crazy. Like my career has totally taken a Gemini turn. Like I do podcasts now. I'm writing a lot. Like it's just like completely different than what I was doing when the progress midheaven was still in Taurus. Oh my gosh. That is so accurate. So same. Mine is now in Pisces, my progress midheaven. And so like everything to do with spirituality, when it made that shift, it just has been like that is my focus for career and at first I was like what does this even mean because I was just obsessed with everything spiritual but now it's developed into that what year did that make the switch uh I have to it's like about five years ago though and literally that was when like six or seven years ago now I got into yoga I started I didn't even know what like self-improvement books were before then like all of this stuff just kind of like fell like into my consciousness like I didn't know that was a thing before then that's so crazy because my my midheaven just switched to Gemini like less than two years ago and literally like it within a year it's like I've had to get really good at speaking communication as part of my job yes oh my gosh that's crazy and then what's so wild is when my progressed midheaven went over my natal Saturn in my 10th house, that was when I quit my other job and became a full-time astrologer. Like, that's when I really, like, was, okay, I have to do this, you know? Oh, my God. That's wild. It's crazy. And I didn't even, like, I it, I didn't even know that until after when I looked. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this was the energy. Level, <laughs> like, level up. 
Yes, exactly. Like Saturn was like, okay, you are being restricted. Like lean into it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess we should get to water. Um, (laughs) So so many tangents. (laughs) I know. So water work houses. So Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio on the 2nd, 6th, and 10th. Um, I feel like there needs to be a strong emotional connection to your job. Um, Maxine, what would you say are examples of that? So yeah, I definitely agree with you because this is me. So I have an Aquarius Midheaven, but all of my workhouses are in water. So it's kind of like a combination of that Aquarius and then that emotional, like kind of fulfillment within your job and a stability within your job. So I think like for me, it was really hard to go from something that was like my livelihood and like a stable paycheck every two weeks to going to like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and totally make this my full-time job. Like that is kind of difficult for water workhouses. I also feel like because, I mean, I guess this would be more with like the moon specifically. I just associate with the moon with these like water workhouses or like cancer on the midheaven being like very sensitive at work and like like because their emotions are so tied into like their career like even the slightest bit of criticism feels like very personal Mm, that's really interesting yeah and I feel like also with that like the moon and lunar quality to having water workhouses makes it so that way you almost feel like earlier in life it's kind of difficult to tap into what it really is you want out of a career because I feel like it's almost a subconscious knowing and you have to first bring it to light like when you start diving into like that deep healing work that's when your true vocation like what you want out of a career comes into focus like it's not something that's going to be super obvious to you and it's not even going to be a straight career path like I feel like it has to be more fluid like the element of water itself you know that's really interesting I feel like though with across the water houses like kind of needing um a job where you're giving advice to others somehow or like taking care of people and feeling like kind of like maternal a little yes Um, and I think that's why it doesn't work like in our society where we have like this nine to five job because it's like first of all like that doesn't really work when you have like so many emotions when it comes to your career but also it's just like so masculine in that energy like it's not the lunar feminine quality I feel like the nine to five job works the best with like fire earth workhouses yeah air air and water like uh. yeah um but yeah I definitely agree like it's definitely a feeling in my job where like when I'm connecting one-on-one with people that is where I'm like I don't even focus on how much money I'm making or like how much time has passed. It's like one of those connections or like someone telling me that something like a reading or something really helped them work through something emotionally. I'm like, this is what when I'm lit up, like that is what I want. What would you say are some like common job roles? Like how we mentioned lawyer for an earth house or teacher with the fire what would you say for water like the first thing that springs to mind is like therapist but that I feel like we've said that so much I'm trying to think of others yeah Yeah, that's true um that definitely comes to mind because it's all about giving advice I feel like water energy again like in those workhouses is going to be like it could literally it's such a shapeshifter it could look like so many different jobs but the main thing like that's why it's hard to name just a specific job 
off the top of our head, but honestly, it just has to have some type of emotional involvement or you're not going to be happy there long term. I've, I have an example that isn't like therapist kind of thing. Um, I think I had someone with a cancer midheaven and they were an interior designer, but like, because they were working so closely with their clients and like very involved in their client's home, like cancer home. Um, it was like, there was that emotional connection through working closely with people, but they still had like a job that was like creative and like interior design. Ooh, I love that. That is so accurate. I love when it aligns like that. Um, Yeah, and I think another career, too, is like, honestly, a lot of people who work with children as well, because I, or even people who care, like nurses or someone who's like caring for other people, whether they're young or like even elderly people. I've seen that a lot where, again, like taking on that nurturing and caring quality for other people and other souls. I would say Scorpio midheaven kind of more specifically is also interested in like occult related topics like astrology, for example, or something like, um, oh my gosh, researching. That's what I was like. I've seen so many people with like Scorpio wants to get to the depth of things like the heart of the matter. So sometimes it can be that and wanting to be alone. Um, like with a Scorpio midheaven I've seen like even if someone has a job in fashion it's like learning why people are buying certain things it's like kind of like learning about the human behavior behind um what motivates people oh yeah so finding I a love way that. yeah like finding a way to bring that into even like a career that's like in the arts or fashion or something different but still having that Scorpio like element Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like even in, so it can be an example of this is like, even if you are into economics, it would be like you're into behavioral economics, like something that really gets to like the motives of people for Scorpio Midheaven or honestly, any of those water signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. I think that's all we had to say about that. Um, so let's move away from the workhouses and talk about the planets that might fall in those workhouses. So if you have planets in the second, sixth, or 10th house or anywhere near your midheaven, like very close to your midheaven, um, take note of those because that's going to give you more like hints to where your calling comes into the greatest focus. Like it's kind of more specific and concentrated energy forms. Like, not just the sign of those houses, but also those planets will influence, like, what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like if you have one of the luminaries in a workhouse, or so the sun or the moon, work is very much tied into your identity. Like, you have to be doing well at work. You have to have a career path that really reflects you or that you feel strongly about in order to feel good about yourself. Yeah, like, especially if you have the moon in a house, like, and you're not feeling well, like it's so tied up in how you perceive you're doing in your career. If your career is on track, like your emotions will also be like pretty stable. Whereas if you're going through a lot of turmoil or tension at work, you feel it so much more strongly. Yeah. And like with the sun, how we talked about in our sun moon rising episode, it was like where the sun is, is kind of like where your identity is being developed more and like where you're like learning to shine as an individual. Um, that comes out if you have a son in a workhouse you're kind of learning more about yourself through work yes and you want to shine there whereas like the moon is about nurturing so literally feeling nurtured through what you do Mm -hmm. 
And then just, um, I guess to get to other planets, we mentioned Mercury along with like Virgo and, um, Virgo and Gemini energy around the midheaven, but Mercury, yeah, like needing a career with communication, dealing with numbers, a lot of variety. So we touched upon that a little. And then Venus with like creativity, art, fashion, that being tied into work. What about some like outer planet examples? Yeah. So for example, Uranus is, if you have that like strongly in your workhouses or near med heaven, you're going to feel like a deep need to have independence within your career. So I see this a lot of the times with people who need to work by themselves or need to like have some type of job that values like independent thinking. Yeah, like I have Uranus in the six and showing up every day by like 839 was like almost impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so hard and it was so hard to take orders that just did not make sense to me at work. Like I would yes. like rebel. I'd be like, I don't feel like doing this. I'm not going to do it. Like I honestly could have gotten fired with that kind of attitude. I'm surprised that didn't happen, but I'm glad I was <laughs> able to find a career where I can work for myself. And like that isn't an issue anymore. This is so accurate to me too. Yeah. Cause like within Aquarius Midheaven, this is like my ruling planet is Uranus. So I feel so strongly with that, Alice. Um, yeah. And then also, yeah, I feel like with Uranus in a workhouse, like needing to do things at your own speed, needing a lot of freedom. Um, Creatively not liking, too. Yeah. Not like being told what to do. And same with Mars. Honestly, Mars in workhouses like really has issues with authority. Also Pluto. <laughs> oh my God. There's so many. Uranus, Mars, Pluto. I would say yeah. those are going to cause like okay, maybe you need to find a way to work independently or have control over your own projects a little more. Yeah, definitely. So like they all kind of have a different theme to them, but essentially, yeah. Like Pluto, you want to like have power and like influence. So maybe you actually do want to work within a career that like just allows you to have more control over other people. I feel like Pluto in the workhouses is very much like perfectionist. Yes, this like is me, needs, and I agree. <laughs> yeah, like needs very much control over work. Um, oh my then, gosh, so much. Yeah, I agree. And then I guess I'm um, Neptune. I have that in a workhouse. I feel like that is um, that can be an issue with like procrastinating and like kind of always having a vision for what you want your work and your career to look like. But the difficulty with Neptune there is like actually putting in the work. Mm, um, yeah like very good for dreaming so that's beautiful but then you need to like also work on harnessing the parts of your chart that allow you to have discipline and like structure and then I would uh, adding on to Neptune in workhouses needing creativity tied into work and like sometimes like Neptune themes could be like photography art painting like music. I see that a lot yeah music that's a good one mm-hmm. and I think Saturn as well, because this is shows up really big for me because I have it in the 10th house. And it's like a big need to have some tangible form of achievement that is meaningful to you. So like anything that you really have like a lot of respect for, like that is what comes through with your midheaven and your 10th house. Like you're going to like for me with Saturn there, it's like I really respect people who like are super ambitious and go after their dreams and like can handle responsibilities like that is so inspiring to me and so that's what I try to emulate like those are the qualities I try to develop within myself um 
And so that's like, if you have Saturn in a workhouse, you'd be feeling that too. Yeah. And I guess we, we've pretty much gone over every single planet except for <laughs> Jupiter. So I'm like, we got to talk about Jupiter now. Um, but Jupiter in a workhouse would bring in almost Sagittarius like themes into work where it's like teaching, writing, being a mentor, publishing, that all could be tied into work or foreign travel, foreign culture. Or it could be that you're always wanting to grow and expand your role at work. There might be like a lot of restlessness when things feel too stagnant. Mm, yeah and like a huge focus on work too yeah like constantly needing to expand and like develop your role more um and grow like always needing to feel like you're growing I had Jupiter go through a workhouse the sixth house last year and I was like I I have to be doing more with my job like it was just like this need to like push myself to just like take on more and kind of like evolve what I was doing I was getting annoyed that I was like still stuck doing some of the same tasks I was the year before that oh my gosh Alice that is literally what happened to me when I quit my job yeah because you had Jupiter you have Jupiter well, in going my through midheaven mid right now yeah mm-hmm. so that That's is interesting. so interesting um and also so if you are looking at these houses and you're like I don't have any planets there what does that mean um again empty houses not a bad thing if you want to know more though about what your calling could be and get more clues in that area you can look to your ruling planet of your midheaven so um just looking to see for example if you have a cancer midheaven it's the moon if you have a leo midheaven it's the sun and seeing where that planet falls in your chart can give you like such clarity in the area of life that you might be drawn to career-wise yeah like to give a personal example i have nothing in the 10th house but the midheaven is taurus like i mentioned so venus is the ruler of taurus i look to where venus is in my chart it's in the eighth house okay so i need something that has work that has kind of like psychological depth to it where I'm uncovering people's problems or understanding why people act a certain way like human behavior type themes that's perfect with astrology um yeah exactly and and also it's really interesting too because you might be asking like okay what if I have so many planets in all of the workhouses or stelliums there like for me I have planets in all of the workhouses and so I can tell you personally just so much energy is going to go into work like finding balance between your personal life and work is going to be like the lesson of a lifetime (laughs) I love that um should we get into our career Q&A Yes, so we took some questions that you guys asked on our Patreon um, and we'll try to go through a couple of those. Yeah, so if you want your questions answered on the podcast now, sign up for Patreon even at $2 a month. You can ask any question you want and we'll answer it on the podcast. Yeah, because everyone was asking us to like where to ask questions and such and this just helps us so that way the people who are supporting like can really get their questions answered. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one is what transits to look at when thinking of leaving your job, um, but you may not be sure of when is the best time. Also, when would the best transit to be for asking for a raise or a promotion? So I feel like let's tackle the first part of that first, leaving your job, what transits. Automatically, I kind of think of Mars going through second, sixth, or tenth, particularly tenth though, but Mars always stirs up action and like wanting to do something. 
Yeah, I always look to Uranus or Saturn transits for me. Like that is always like we talked a bit about Saturn and Pluto and Uranus in this episode as transits, <laughs> not meaning to, but um, looking to see those as well because that stirs up like so much focus or need for change and growth in those areas. No, I agree with you there. Like outer planet transits through the workhouses but I feel like you need a quickly moving planet like Mars to trigger that so it's like Uranus could be in in my 10th Uranus is in my 10th house for eight years but I noticed the most career change comes along when Mars opposes Uranus squares Uranus or comes into a conjunction with Uranus in the 10th mm, interesting yeah so if you want like kind of if you don't have a huge longer outer planet transit through a workhouse definitely look at kind of when the Mars or even even the sun goes through those houses each and season. It's really interesting too though because like with the longer transits I feel like for someone like whenever I get people who have like a lot of earth in the workhouses for example like if that is what they have they might be hesitant to leave their job and so like a quickly transiting planet like Mars might like give them the desire kind of like stir up some interest in leaving their job for example but then like longer transits you can't ignore you know what I mean so it's it's interesting I feel like again going back to like what element you have in the workhouses your midheaven like you have to know that first to understand what triggers are going to actually like manifest I also feel like eclipses eclipses when they hit the workhouses so look where the tra- nodes what houses the nodes are transiting right now they're in gemini and sagittarius so if you have gemini or sagittarius as any of your workhouses, kind of expect career changes to come up in 2021 hmm. and then also for the second part of that question um when asking for a razor promotion like we touched on this a little bit but the second house really deals a lot with like money and financing finances and knowing your worth and so sometimes when you have transits to that house, you realize and reflect like, oh, I am doing so much work. Like I need a raise. I deserve more. Yeah. Second house transit is definitely what I look to the most with like, when do you want to ask for more money? When is like, when is it more likely to happen? Definitely when something gets to your second house. Mm-hmm. And then question number two, what does it mean to have midheaven in Virgo? Okay, so I guess we kind of answered this yeah. <laughs> earlier, but yeah, <laughs> Midheaven and Virgo, to go over that one more time, um, would be a job with dealing with communication, lots of numbers, being super on top of it, um, in like very detail-oriented with work. You're able to handle a lot of info at once. Yeah, and I would just add too, I think sometimes Virgo Midheaven, like, Again, the midheaven in these career houses tell you what energy you put into word your career. But like in other areas of your life, you might not want as much order and stability. Like you might seek greater freedom outside of work. But when it comes to work, Virgo midheaven would be like, okay, like I want to have that stability with my job. And again, you might like tend to play it safe. So like taking risks and like learning to take risks once you feel like it's aligned with you, you know, like. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Okay, the final question is, I know you can make a chart for your business, but how does that work exactly for reading transits and seeing how it'll affect your business? So yes, you can make a birth chart. You need to 
keep track of like the exact time you launch the business. Um, this could either be like when you sign up and make the LLC for it or when you announce it publicly on social media and start taking orders or having people enter your actual physical space if you're opening a store or something like that. Whatever feels the mo- most significant for you in the start of it, I feel like that's the chart to go by. Yeah, exactly. Which (laughs) I'm just thinking like, it'd be so easy to just look like this one is better. So I'll go with this one. But (laughs) but yeah, what everyone feels more significant. And then when it comes to reading the transits and all of that, um, you just read it like an actual birth chart, like how you usually would. Yeah, so I would expect like your business to pick up more if Jupiter goes transits the 10th house or the rising of the um, business's birth chart like still look at like important transits to the workhouses um, and see if that kind of reflects periods. I feel like the best way to learn that is by kind of like monitoring your business and seeing if it's actually reflected in the transits around that business's birth chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think also it's interesting to note, like there's so much that could be said about this, but like you can see from the second house, for example, like when you have transits to that, you might be making more money or even the eighth house, like money might just come to you more easily or like when transits are going on the top part of your birth chart, you might feel like it's a more outwardly focused, like you get, you're getting more publicity if transits are to your 10th house, for example. That's so interesting. Oh my God, this makes so much sense. So for our podcast, we have a Taurus rising. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess this is only like the first few months of doing the podcast, so we haven't monitored it yet. But when Taurus season hits, seeing if there's more attention or like we decide to go in like a new direction or develop new aspect of the podcast at that time. That is so interesting. Oh my gosh, yes. Um Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see how just like people, like you have a birth chart, you can actually see how your projects, like not just businesses, but maybe you have some type of a project or something, like any important date you can make um, a birth chart for. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up our Q&A. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for listening. Yes, thank you so much. And be sure to tune in next week for our episode. Yes. And if you want to hear more, you can click on the link in the show notes to learn more about our Astrology and You Patreon. To everyone who has already supported us on Patreon, again, we just want to say thank you so much. Um, We're so excited for this new part to Astrology and You. And feel free to connect with us also on Instagram. I'm Maxine Luthia. And I'm Stock Alice. See you guys next week. Bye.